Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With Pat. Unpopular opinion. I really don't like garbage plates at all. I feel like they're kind of kind of greasy. Without the meat sauce, maybe. That's just what gets me is like the meat sauce. John. Yeah. yeah. Like when you get to a certain age in your mid-20s, I feel like certain things that are so, so greasy and so, so deep fried stop being as appealing. So, Pat, maybe you're more mature than all of us at this point. <laughs> and Rando. Pat, what'd you get instead of the garbage plate, though? Yeah, no, I got chicken tenders. On Buffalo Rumblings. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Not Another Mature Podcast. I'm uh, Pat Caprio here, mixing it up with my boys, Brandon and John. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Monday evening. How are you boys doing today? Good, good. Uh, does this count as a Buffalo Bills victory Monday? Yes. Do we get the extended weekend? Does this count? Yes. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Did you guys do anything cool outside? It's a beautiful day, beautiful fall day. I did not. I should have mowed my lawn, but I didn't get around to it. But uh, Brandon, did you, did you go outside? Uh, Mr. H does bus duty in the morning and in the afternoon. So he was outside in the sunshine for a little while, but nothing exciting nothing fun kind of on the men still can't totally swing a golf club yet so um waiting for that you know to switch on so i can do something like that but i love the sun man this is the best time of year this is my favorite weather i would say this and then it like may may and june like may june september those are my three favorite may june can't that can't touch fall i it's for fishing reasons man fishing reasons i love my spring fishing you know, I love it. The fish are biting. Okay. Yes, that that's fair. That's fair. Pat, do you have a do you have a favorite season besides fall? Fall is my favorite season because you get to have the most layers with the most drip. And I'm exactly. someone that does enjoy it. <laughs> and also I'm looking for someone, salmon run. Um, any listeners or any of you guys, uh salmon run uh in full swing this weekend. Might be going to check it out. Oh, you should for check the, it out. Uh, Megapod. Cool. But Anyways, uh, Mr. H, I got a question for you, man. Any hot takes on this Victory Monday from any of your elementary schoolers? Uh, Hot takes. They were really, I wouldn't call them a hot take, but they were like, I don't know if you got this or not, but they said Josh Allen had wrist pain. And I, so I walk in, I'm like, you know, I'm teaching my sixth grade health class and they're like, Josh Allen has wrist pain. That's bad for his health. And I was like, what? Was that on the injury report? Like, did somebody post this? Did I miss it? And he's like, no, because he stiff-armed that ram into the ground. And I was like, oh, we got to look at this highlight. All right. So we're going to have to check this out. Um, so that was funny. But it was it's just one of those things. Like, even the five-year-olds are like, I one of my first graders, he's like, I stayed up till like 1130. I watched the whole game. I was like, Johnny, good for you, buddy. But I didn't. So I'm sorry. You know, I'm not quite there. But. I would have been lucky at that age. Yeah, no, I was I was lucky I got to stay up for Prince's halftime. I went to bed right after Prince, uh, you know, for that Super Bowl. <laughs> but Pat, Pat, you and I talked about moments that made our, our heads go through the roof, like the the Carl moment with the head through the tiled ceiling. And uh, I did forget to mention that Josh Stiffar moment. We talked about like the first touchdown with Gabriel Davis, but 
I think that that was the only other moment in the game where I stood up and jumped up after Josh did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like seeing that live is just like, it's, it's like goosebumps and it's exhilarating all at the same time. Yes, definitely. It's very much John Riggins vibes. Um, <laughs> so um, I just want to know, did you boys have any other uh, jump through the ceiling tile moments this weekend watching it? any of these other games, any games really catch your eye. I mean, it was a bizarre weekend. Yes. We had, um, one of my dad's favorite players getting hurt. We had possibly the ugliest AFC North game I've ever seen in my entire life. We had Ryan Tannehill not being able to kick field goals or else the Titans would have won. <laughs> but, um, I just, uh, I'm just wondering, what did you boys think? Big ball, Brian Dayball is what I'm thinking. Like, Go for it. Put that confidence in your team to think that you can go get two yards to win a game. Like if you have the opportunity to win a game, whatever level you are at, and you only need two yards to win the game, you do it. And if you lose, you die, but you still dance with the one <laughs> that you brought to the party. What, All what'd right? you say? If you lose, you die? I guess. I mean, because you, you, they're going to crucify him if he misses that. But True. it's True. that was a nice play. And the other one that I really liked, again, this was betting implications. I really liked the Saints game. Michael Thomas coming back, having a big afternoon. Jameis Winston can ball out. I didn't think Marcus Mariota was going to do anything. So I was yeah, like no, blown well. away that he did all right. But Winston showed poise. I was surprised that the Falcons didn't look like total garbage. Yeah. Honestly. Like, yeah. They looked good. And like, they did. I had Corderell Patterson on one fantasy team and on the bench for another. And I should have started him on both of them because yeah. he had a day. But I mean, to be honest, like the one that I didn't start him on, I had Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley or something like that. Or Nick Chubb and somebody else. But now, but, now would you say Saquon is back? Would I, I know I, I he, knock looked on wood, I, he looked good. I did feel like on the Giants front, it is interesting to watch someone like Saquon Barkley because I mean, you definitely think of, you know, Saquon in that 2018 season that, you know, monumental rookie of the year season and then still rushing for a thousand yards in, in 2019. But, you know, with that two year lull, like you, you kind of forget that he still exists. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's, it's sort of similar with Christian McCaffrey, but he's washed now. And then, I mean, Sterling Shepard also <laughs> as well, like coming back from an injury, like there were a bunch of guys on this team. Like I totally forgot played for the New York Giants and then guys that they actually put resources into, like where was Kadarius Tony? They talk about this guy, like he's the second coming of Tyree kill, but I haven't seen him do anything really. And Kenny Galladay, it's just interesting that like they pay these guys and expend resources for guys that they don't end up using. And then guys coming off injury that any other team would be wary to like, just make absolute bell cows for your team are the ones that won it for them. And I think, uh, you know, at least in my opinion, I'm happy that they won with Daniel Jones still playing not super well, not throwing for 200 yards or anything like that, because had he come out and just had an absolute Josh Allen game, like I feel like the world would, you know, whatever people's brains would explode. So I, I am kind of glad that they won, but I'm also glad that, you know, Dan didn't play too well. And I mean, Tanny on the stat sheet, on the stat sheet, didn't have too bad of a game. But um, what'd you guys think about that Pittsburgh Steelers game? I'd like to hear your take on that, boys. Oh, that was crazy. That was like, it felt like watching, what was the game last year where Noah could make a field goal? Uh, I think it was Mason Crosby. So yeah, it was the Packers, Packers, Packers Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the Bengals in that one too. That's crazy. Like no one can make a field goal to save their life and they're just going back and forth. And it was crazy too because you had at the end of like, there's like less than two minutes to go or maybe it was a little bit more than two minutes at this point. But that first Jamar Chase play, like 
should have had a touchdown. Like it literally was a touchdown. Like they got Mike Pereira on the horn. He's like, yeah, that's a touchdown because his foot is past the goal line. It doesn't matter where the ball is relative to the pylon. If his foot touches the goal line while he's possessing the ball, that's a touchdown. Anyway, they rushed to go try to quick snap it and then run it in without doing a review or anything like that. And then they get backed up and they end up not getting a touchdown on that drive. And like huge that would have won the swing of events. Huge. That that would have won them the game. And then yeah. of course they go down at the end. They score the touchdown to Jamar Chase. Dude has been dominating the entire game. And they the extra point gets blocked by Minka Fitzpatrick, like absolute beast. And then you've got overtime and you know, like stuff is just bouncing off of uprights. People can't make kicks. And I it was it was absolutely nuts. And after, you know, a day where Pretty much the only reason the Bengals were able to move the ball at the end was because TJ Watt tore his pec, right? And I don't, I don't know if he officially tore it or not. I think that's still up in the air at this point, but he was it, dominating. It's either full or partial torn. They don't know yet. But yeah, like, how'd you boys it, feel about Mitchell? I mean, I, I would like to hear your take on that as well. I bet the under on the passing yards and he hit it under. So I was cool with that. <laughs> I tried to take all the unders in the Chicago game and then it said this market has been deleted as soon as I tried to bet it because it was so <laughs> rainy up there. What was the, <laughs> what was the under? Was it just 200 yards? I, I, I bet like a higher under, like under 250 on like Justin Fields and um, Trey, oh, Lance. Trey Lance. Trey Lance, yeah. thank you. Sorry. And and the under on a couple of like receiving yards and stuff like that that all would have hit. But I think yeah. Mitch... His line was like 190, maybe 170 yeah. ballpark. I know I had him under 200. One, 194, like, it looks like. Yeah, something like that. I'll be honest, I was watching Red Zone, so I didn't see much Mitch Trubisky yeah. at all. <laughs> so can we talk about this for a minute? So this is the first Sunday of my life. I'm an avid football fan. Anybody, I mean, I'm on a podcast, if not another Buffalo podcast, right? I, John, as you and Pat, maybe you were a little bit more advanced in this, but like I had two games my whole life, CBS, Fox. And NBC, yep. no cable, no NFL network, no nothing. And I watched Red Zone on Sunday. I had two TV system up. I had the, my TV for my bedroom out in my living room and my TV in my living room. And I put Red Zone on one and we were flipping between the games on the other CBS. And we watched the Dolphins and then some of the uh, Lions and some of the Bengals, whatever. And that was such a great experience. I can't believe I went so long without it. I... I absolutely love it. I don't like when it's on a delay, which happened a lot, a lot of the games actually, but most specifically the Steelers Bengals game. It's like, we see what's happening, but then the red zone highlight comes like 20 seconds later, but then it's like, cause it's the end of the game. They're staying live on this game, but it's like, then the Titans are driving and the saints are driving, but they're staying live on the Bengals Steelers game while I had the Bengals Steelers game on the TV. But it's like, 20 seconds difference. I'm like, what is happening right now? But it was great to be able to tune into like all the scores. I like that a lot. Um, Bengals fans, should they be concerned? Seven sacks on Joe Burrow, four picks. You think he's just shaking the rust off or did you see all four of the picks? Not like how many were really his fault. I know Mika Fitzpatrick had a game. The the Steelers secondary had a game. The Um, whole Steelers defense absolutely like tore up and and seven sacks, four picks. Whoever had him and again, last year we saw the same thing against the Bills. So, you know, true. We to saw start a, the a Steelers two. defense dominating week one and totally just like blowing up the offense. So I, I don't know. You know, it's part of me wants to not overreact, but you know, that Steelers team, Mike Tomlin, no matter who's at quarterback, they're still gonna put up 
nine wins probably. True. So he's the so. real, he's asbestos abatement. He's not even a carpet cleaner. He's like at the next level of, you know, <laughs> no, you're right though. I think it will age because defense comes out hotter than offense. Usually, right. That's defense has to, the offense has to catch up. It's a little more complicated. There's more wrinkles in an offensive system. So that team like the Steelers can jump out on a team like the Bills like they did last year or a team like the Bengals like they did this year. But with injuries, players wearing down, you know, your star player on defense, it's not like your star player on offense where your quarterback sets the play, might only get hit on 15% of the plays where like TJ Watts take in contact every play, like the risk of injury on defensive side of the ball can impact the game so much more than if on offense, because just the way the ball is moved around, right? We see wide receivers might not get involved from time to time. The running back uh, might swear out, fly out to the flat, but like a linebackers are making contact every time defensive ends are making contact every time, you know, safeties can get involved on every play D line. They're getting rocked in the trenches. That's why it's called in the trenches. So you're going to see, I think defenses fade, and the offense really kind of come to fruition and you might see the Steelers start hot and fade off into the abyss as the season crawls along with TJ Watt out specifically. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully it's not too bad for him. You know, I'm not a Steelers fan, but I just, I wouldn't risk. Well, we have you know, him. We have him coming up later in the season too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Be. Speaking of offenses that were dookie. Totally. I'm glad you said that. Cause it's true. They're going to have a dookie offense and hopefully without TJ Wad, their offense is like a little less than dookie. So. Now, how about, um, how about Mr. McCorkle? That, that offense That's what did I was not seem, to say. That's they did not seem like they were operating on all cylinders. Um, I, I, I think I don't they know were operating think. on all cylinders <laughs> and they just suck. Like that's just how it is. Yeah. All two cylinders. <laughs> like they are revved up. They have a Saturn view. That's a four cylinder and they're trying to pull a boat up a hill and it's nah, not, dude, they look like go. a freaking weed whacker, dude. Like yeah. single piston seized up, <laughs> blow smoke. Can we talk about the Dolphins for a second? Because Tua didn't look like he was an elite quarterback, but he looked good. And Jalen Waddle looked really good. Hill looked really good. Chase Edmonds looked really good. And the defense looked really good. Xavier Howard, you're never going to hear it from me ever again, but only because they played New England, had a nice interception. Uh, and Mac Jones looked absolutely confused. They said he was having back spasms, which is absolutely terrible. I firsthand and had it all summer. So, um, not all summer, you know, like it's been like two weeks, but it feels like an eternity. Um, but I think it'll be a good game, good enough for us to like, you know, talk about it, not for them to like destroy us when we play them, but new England should get comfortable looking up at multiple teams ahead of them in the division. I think for sure. Now, no offense, Pat, I know you love them, but well, (laughs) you know, I just, uh, I, I did find it interesting, like you said, Brandon, too. And God, what did they say? I think Tyreek Hill was targeted like 20 times, 19 times. A ton of targets. He had reverses. He was taking handoffs. He was catching bombs. He was catching three-yard slants. I mean... That's literally what you have to do as the Miami Dolphins is just get the ball in that man's hands, right? Because like your weak spot is the guy getting the ball into that guy's hands, not true. that guy's hands, you know? But I mean, the good thing is, I mean, he's getting more touches than an average player. So hopefully he gets hurt. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
Never wish injury, right? Yeah, you can't Never do that. Injury, that's gonna, that, that's gonna come know. back on our own team. No, I hope Tyreek. I hope you stay well. Um, but that being said, I thought that you know it's it's interesting to see the the change in coaching as well because I and I like Brian Flores, but like especially at the end of the first half, you know they could have kicked the field goal, and they were like, no, we're going for the kill shot, and you know that play with Jalen Waddle right as time is expiring before half. Like I felt like that was the, you know, change of the guard type moment too. And like you were saying, Brandon, I feel like he's going to have a really good year if for no other reason than he's across from Tyreek. So, but I think their coach did a good job. Mike McDaniel. First off, can we highlight the fact that he started as a ball boy for like, what did it say? Five years. He was a ball yeah, boy yeah, in Denver. Where he looked like an awesome. sync band member he did but um <laughs> still started literally from the lowest position and when i met i know we don't have a lot of hockey fans here but when i was on a plane with ken holland the gm four-time stanley cup champion general manager of the detroit red wings kenny holland and i was like how do you break into the business like this and i asked him he's like he says word for word quote bill belichick hires his ball boys so you keep being a garbage man or an elevator operator or a wheelchair pusher whatever it is just to be in the building and i thought it was really cool that mike mcdaniel's story got highlighted in the game and he is a head coach in the nfl and he's really doing a good job of tailoring his players to be successful and i read somewhere they, i saw Tua had a c on his jersey to be captain right and brian flores made the players stand up and give a speech on why they should be captain of the NFL team. And I think that's like ludicrous. Um, why would anybody like, I should be captain. I am the quarterback. I am in control of the offense. True, no, no, no. True. Like let your teammates vote for you and they and let your play do your talking to and let guess, the play yeah. do the talking. And two is so serious in his demeanor and the way that he is a professional and he has been able to shut out the noise and just the way that he has been developed between taken out of games, benched for games, coming in and out of the same game, never really having a guy that was believing in him, always chasing the thought of being replaced, whether it's with Brady or with another rookie quarterback. But this year he's getting the opportunity. His coach is instilling confidence in him. And even if we saw some balls that were floating up there and not the greatest passes, you know, I think he's going to be good enough to to knock out. And he's 4-0 now against Bill Belichick. I think he's going to be true, good enough true. to sweep the Pats, sweep the Jets, maybe split against the Bills. Maybe, maybe, like real maybe, but <laughs> not. I ho- I'd love to see like a first round playoff matchup, you know, get a little bit of spice between these two teams. Yeah. Kind of like what we saw last year with the Patriots when, when we thought yes. that there was like, oh, OK, you know, you know, they're leading the, the division with three weeks to go. Like, uh oh. Or we're, we're tied at that point. And then it's like, okay. So let me ask you guys this. Out of all the football that we've watched so far this week, obviously Monday Night Football is going on right now. So excluding the Broncos and the Seahawks. Are there any teams that, again, week one overreactions, asterisk by the side of this. Is there any team that looks like it could possibly challenge the Bills right now? And who is it and why? Like who, if you had to play one team, even even AFC, pick any team to play in like a, a Super Bowl. I mean, I know you don't play an AFC team in the Super Bowl, but like pick one team that you would be the most scared of to play in the Super Bowl. I I just want to say something real quick with this. Yeah, and I'm going to go to the NFC because we haven't talked about this game yet. But there was two other teams that scored more points than the Bills did on Sunday, and that would be your powder blue Detroit Lions and the 
what is it? Forest Green, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Um, well, three teams. Are you talking uh, NFC exclusively? Just NFL. Chiefs, Chiefs oh, Chiefs. Like- yeah. Okay. Okay. This is that's yeah. Okay. Anyways, but you know, I'm I'm kind of kidding in saying like I would love to see Jared Goff in in the Super Bowl. I would love to see Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl, but I would not want to see Pat Mahomes five TDs. Man, the dude is efficient. So yeah, that was is, that was my answer too. Like the yeah, Chiefs, so. they, they're they're fine. They're like everyone's worried about Tyreek Hill. Like this, their Super Bowl odds moved because Tyreek Hill left. If you look at what is it the stat that Patrick Mahomes is like win loss record and his passing stats when Tyreek Hill is injured or out are just as good as his stats when Tyreek Hill is in. So it's like no, you might not get the guy who runs that you know, gets that 80 yard touchdown against the bills or something like that, but they still feel just as dangerous to me. And maybe they'll hit a lull at a certain point of the season, but that game is going to be every bit as entertaining as it was last year. And the year before that going into Arrowhead again, like it feels like it, they're never playing in Buffalo and Pat Mahomes has never played in Buffalo in front of a full Buffalo crowd or played a road game in the playoffs. So we can only hope for that this year. But I think my answer is also the Chiefs. Pat, did you see anybody else that scared you? Uh, I mean, definitely the Chiefs. I, maybe if the Cardinals had a quarterback that watched more film, maybe they would also scare me. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I think that, you know, uh, the Chiefs definitely, whatever, you know, they're the they're the David to our Goliath. They're the Detroit Pistons to our Chicago Bulls, at least at this point. So, you know, it's whatever. I, I think that. You know, definitely, I would say the two of us are in the class of the AFCs. I'm a little concerned because the Chargers also are looking very nice. And once JC Jackson's ready to go too, I mean, that's, you're talking about a team that's stacked on both sides of the ball. Khalil Mack kind of put his stamp on their game for sure too. He Mm -hmm. he played well. Um, I don't know. What do you think about, are you even a little scared of somebody say like the Titans or the Colts with Matt Ryan or the Saints with Jameis Winston? All all I want to say all I want to say is this. Ryan Tannehill as a Titan has never lost to the Buffalo Bills. We played him in Tennessee. We played him here. Doesn't matter. Didn't he get one? I, I can't I remember. Those two games were in Tennessee, weren't they? Yeah. But still, he's never, as a Tennessee Titan, he's never lost to the Buffalo Bills. So I'm just saying he's 2-0. Because that rookie, so I couldn't, I couldn't remember Josh if Allen he was, game. Didn't, didn't, wouldn't we win that game? Yeah, but it was Marcus Mariota. Was it still Mariota at yes. that point? Yes. Yeah, this is his third year on the Titans, right? It was Tanny was on the team, but he didn't get the nod until like week ten, week nine. So we did. We beat Marcus Mariota. But Tanny game. was on the team. No, but Tanny was on the team. But as a starter, <laughs> once once well, and in the other thing is like we talked about last episode. I don't want to write any team off, especially a team that like you were saying. You know, defense is going to kind of you know fizzle out as the season goes on. But also, I feel like something like you know, a powerful run game is only going to get stronger as the season goes on. So yeah. that's something where I don't want to count the Titans out. I mean, I don't know. And, and when you think about it, they're really the only team that, you know, other than the Colts as well, who Jonathan Taylor also had a big game. So I, I would never count those two teams out, not because necessarily they're world beaters, but because we don't match up very well with them. So I don't know. Yeah. At least last year's team doesn't match up very yes. well. I'm very excited to see how this defensive line this year does against the run because I think if you're if you're the Colts and your biggest weapon is Jonathan Taylor, you know, they don't have some crazy outside wide receiver like 
Stefan Diggs or a Terry Kill or something like that, that if you, tr- if you really game plan to stop the run, that someone else is going to beat you. You know, so if you just, you just slow it on that one guy. And I think that's the same for the Titans as well. So if, if those teams were more three dimensional, I'd be really, really scared, but I'm just kind of like, you know, average amount of scared of getting run all over like we did at, at certain points last year. But anyway, cool. It was a fun Sunday of football. Let's get a break in real quick and we'll be right back with some quotes with Pat. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. So, I'll give you a uh, quote right here. We're all taking receipts on the people who continually mock and say that we aren't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts, and I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of you when it's all said and done. I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. All right, let's think. Who lost on Sunday? It's not Bill Belichick. He doesn't say like that. Um... Probably somebody who's gonna suck. Who Matt Rule? No, Matt Rule. No, Matt Rule would be like, ah, our guy's had a lot of heart, <laughs> a lot uh, of silver linings. <laughs> uh, Baldy, Baldy, uh, uh, Sala, Robert Sala. Ding 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 ding. Oh, it's Robert ding, Sala. Ding. What a loser, what? dude! What a literal effing loser, dude! That's what the reporters are there to do. Is if number one, you're brought in as a defensive guru, and you have the whatever thirty-second ranked defense. For the entire 2021 season. What, it, it, that's what reporters do. They're going to mock you until you win games. Like literally <laughs> they're just doing their job. Robert Sala. What do you want everyone to just say, Robert, it's okay. And then he went on and he said that basically like when he got there, it was an expansion team and that he didn't have anything to say. And it's like, well, you know what? You've only been there for a year and a half more than Joe Douglas, who obviously is very incompetent at his job, but it's just like, dude, this guy's making excuses. And it's like, you know, I wouldn't want to be in that situation and maybe you should reevaluate yourself because it doesn't really seem like you're chomping at the bit to put Zach Wilson in there either. And then he was like, well, he might be available next week. And then he was like, ah, actually, I take that back. He's not ready. So it's like this, this Robert Sala, man. And that's the other thing. Now that you've got me on a tirade right here, I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's the thing with Mike McDaniel, with Sean McDermott, with Bill Belichick, with Andy Reid. Every successful football coach isn't a fear or rah-rah emotion mongerer. Like there has to be a certain degree of composure and professionalism to be a successful NFL coach or general manager. I can't think 
I mean, obviously you have Dick Vermeil who would start crying, but that was like, you know what I mean? He was never yelling at people or yelling at the media. He'd just be crying tears of joy or crying because whatever Lawrence Phillips couldn't stay off drugs. But like, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I just, that's not a good sign. I can't think of, and people will say, Oh, Rex Ryan didn't. It's like, yeah, but Rex Ryan didn't do crap. He was in the AFC championship game, but he never even made it to the Super Bowl. So just from my perspective, when I heard that in the press conference today, I was just like blown away. I was like, dude, what are the reporters just going to sit there and not do their job? Are they just going to, you know what I mean? Drink coffee and just, and just listen to you ramble. Like I was just, I did did, not a fan of that quote. (laughs) That was a good one. I, Brandon, good call with the coach. I was going to buzz it. I was about to guess like 30 some odd players. So he saved us. Some it's time going there. on the list. It's just going on. The yeah. List. All right. I I guess one more. more? One more. Yep. All right, cool. I'd like people to know that I do have some personality. All right. He started out in a Southern accent. I think that might be a clue. Did I? I don't know. Was that, it, that's, that's not a, I will, uh, I will read it. That's not no... a, not a Mike McCarthy. No, I will read it with no regional inflection. I'd like people to know that I do have some personality. Italicized the word do. Tom Brady? No, you would think. Tom Brady, <laughs> he just relishes in the fact that he has no personality. I think at this it's point. It's funny, we say Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are the first two guests. It's a, it's a good guess, though. Uh, let's see. Quarterback. Let's see. Is this a is this a player or a coach, Pat? Player. Now a commentator. There's an SNL skit where Peyton Manning. Yeah. 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 Good one, right? I was (laughs) gonna say there's an SNL skit where his brother and him are giving kids tattoos on the playground. Yeah. Tell him to bite down on the plastic comb, but. I don't care what anybody says, man. They have the best commercials. I love you, Ian Payton. Yes, both both of them have been the best football SNL guests. I don't know if you guys have ever seen an episode of Tom Brady SNL. You probably haven't because it was terrible. Like, wait, was he really on SNL? Yes, Tom Brady has hosted SNL before, but we all remember the uh, the Peyton Manning, like you know, Read for America or whatever it is, like the Children's United Way or whatever it is. Yeah, like where he's playing football with the kids and chugging them at them. Yeah, and like they're teaching them how to break into a car and then they run when the <laughs> cops come up. <laughs> like, cops, cops. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good. I love Peyton. Yeah. I was but. thinking about that the other day. I feel like Josh Allen would be a top notch. Say, did you see the commercial Josh was in? The the chip commercial? Was the Doritos? Commercial? I yeah, haven't seen it. No, commercial. no, I heard about it. It was, was a good commercial, good? yeah. Yeah. Couldn't tell you every detail of it because I don't totally remember, but I remember thinking to myself, that's a good commercial. So. Wasn't he? He's like cross-legged, like send out or something. I'm trying to. That was in the other one. This was a new one. But I have to look it up. Um, yeah, I, I Pat. Anyways, but that would be Josh could be in a thousand more commercials by the time he's done with his career, um, and we'll all enjoy all of them probably. But Pat, I know you don't bet, John. You bet, right? How, you broke even this weekend. You think? Close. Yeah. Yeah. If it weren't for the Titans, I would have made a lot, but it's all right. Yeah. Still, still kept it even. Titans got me the, uh, the one that really killed me was the, uh, Colts, the 43 yard kick. I know it was a tie and it was like a push, but it was like, I would have liked that game. And then the, the, the real killer, and I keep mixing these two games up. I think it's probably the jerseys, but it's the Panthers and the Browns. Um, the Panthers really killed me there. I was, 
I thought Baker Mayfield was going to come into his old alma mater and beat him down, but they didn't. But either way, the NFL opening week was action packed to say the least. And uh, it's just getting started. So to get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. If you want more action, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. I hit on this in the Ravens game. They went up 10-0 on the Jets cashed it out right away. And it's just that simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 points at any time during the game, you get paid instantly, even if they blow the lead and they lose. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code NABP, which stands for Not Another Buffalo Podcast, to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code NABP, Not Another Buffalo Podcast. So code NABP only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Nice, dude. I'm excited for this week because going to be cooking up some parlays. We got one week of action in the books, so we kind of know what's coming. I kept it light for week one because you never know what's going to happen. Um, I'm excited. That's for always the hard. Game. It's really hard to do that because it's like you want to have money left for no rest of the season, but it's always like eh, five dollars here, eight dollars here, nine dollars here, and it's, it just adds up real quick. I think touchdown scorers against the Titans. I think I might be cooking up a good parlay there. So yeah, I, I can't wait to talk to you about it during Brando's bets. Yeah, Brando's bets on uh, Friday this week is going to be good. We'll do our game picks. We'll review how our picks went, which will be fun. Pat definitely outpicked us. I think Pat had the Browns and we had the Panthers. So I think that one swung Pat's way for sure. So we'll have to check and see how the rest of this quarter I was, did. I was thinking anyway. about you, Pat, when they kicked that field goal. Well, yep. I was thinking about yep. you boys when... Well, we all picked the Titans, so I guess that's not... That's we'll see. <laughs> Take a look. Yeah. Thank I like Anthony's pick- tweet at you, Pat, about shedding a tear. <laughs> I was. Well, yes. I went to, I Shout took a nap. Anthony. That made me <laughs> laugh so hard. Yeah. Anthony's I, I took tweet. a nap and the Titans were up 13 nothing. And I was like, there's no way anything happens except I wake up and Tanny's doing a post game with a smile on his face. And it wasn't the case. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Well, I'm looking forward to do? Friday, boys. We'll, uh, We'll talk then. We still got to figure out something to do for the last place finisher of our game. Yeah, picks, no one's given us any suggestions yet. Well, I I didn't put the Twitter poll up. I forgot to, so that's mostly on me. But you know, we'll we'll get it sorted. So tweet us your suggestions for the last place fi- finisher. Um, you can use you can copy things from fantasy football leagues, like something that the last place finisher of a fantasy football league would need to do. We'll do for our game picks. But anyway. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at Napoff Podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on Friday. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.